Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. PFF NFL Daily. As always, we're coming to you right after the four o'clock games here. It's our week seven instant reaction. Another great week of NFL action. Sam, we had seven one o'clock games, four games in the four o'clock hour. Starting to have some teams pull away right now, but we're not short on news. And I think maybe the biggest Giants moving to six and one with the win over the Jaguars. You've got the Bucks and the Packers, two teams that were supposed to be powerhouses in the NFC, both moving to three and four Bucks in embarrassing fashion against the Panthers. I mean, a lot to unpack, as always, here for Week 7. Yeah, Giants and Jets both end up winning. Um, so they they take another one, another W in the column. And then Green Bay and Tampa Bay, I think both fairly embarrassing defeats. Obviously, Tampa Bay's was worse. The Carolina Panthers covered that spread by like 30 points, something like that. And Green Bay's was obviously closer. On the other hand, it was against Taylor Heineke, who didn't have a good game at all. So, yeah, like both Green Bay and Tampa Bay appear to be in some pretty significant trouble, at least in terms of how good they can be this year. Now, the good news in particular for Tampa Bay is that it doesn't look like anyone else is going to go and win that division going away. So they're probably going to have a while to get themselves figured out and try and right this ship. But right now they look a million miles away from being able to, you know, actually contend for a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about the Packers in particular with the offseason story of, of losing Devontae Adams and not necessarily replacing him at wide receiver. You could feel that in their offense. But with the Bucs, it, it's actually now gone from, hey, all of their receivers are hurt to they're, they're finding no rhythm, even with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin and Russell Gage out there. And every time they make a, you know, they have a wide open 75 yard touchdown dropped right off the bat. And that game didn't get much, but much better for the Bucs. So the NFC now is is even more wide open than ever just because it, it did feel like those top teams might be lurking but it really is the eagles with the best record and the, and the giants you know with the second best record and the cowboys win again i mean it really is kind of a new group of teams particularly the nfc east right now that is uh taking control right now well it's so the eagles obviously have the record and look good you know right. they're the one team from the nfc that everybody's confident in but outside of that, it's like there's a bunch of teams that keep winning, but nobody actually has any confidence in them. You know, the Giants have only got one loss, but they they were underdogs for this game. They almost didn't win this game. They'll probably be underdogs for the next game against Seattle. Like nobody has faith in the Giants, including potentially Giants fans, which is why they're so noisy about the Giants winning all these games. 
the Vikings. Nobody has faith in the Vikings, including the Vikings. The Cowboys got a, another win with Dak Prescott back at quarterback, but it wasn't exactly, you know, confidence inspiring against the Lions. It required five turnovers from Detroit to make that happen. Yes, that defense is fantastic, but some of these were, you know, bad offensive plays as much as good defensive plays. So you just have this world of like a whole bunch of teams that are actually putting themselves in really good position, uh, wins and losses wise, but don't appear to be that great. It's it's really it's the Eagles and then this this mess of of meh, some of which have pretty good records. It's a year of winning ugly. You know, the Tennessee Titans winning 19 to 10. They moved to four and two and you know, we were writing them off early in the season. But that describes winning ugly, Sam. 116 net passing yards doesn't matter get it done on the ground, making key stops. And the Colts offense, once again, looking like they've got some problems with Matt Ryan under center after they, you know, had shown signs of life last week. And then I think, you know, in the four o'clock hour here, the Kansas City Chiefs, an absolute statement game against the San Francisco 49ers, bouncing back off the loss to the Buffalo Bills. The Chiefs saying, hey, don't write us off. Don't forget about us. The offense is still explosive against the 49ers defense. Yeah, they've been dealing with some injuries, but early in the season, Niners looked like they had one of the best defenses in the NFL, and the Chiefs were pretty much unstoppable other than Mahomes throwing the ball to the defense one time. Yeah, I mean, Kansas City absolutely looks like one of the best teams in the NFL. Their game this week was a big statement to say that is true. I think the Bengals had a big statement game as well. Like, yeah. from being sort of, you know, in trouble on the precipice of being in some of these other uh, areas of wins and loss record of being under 500 and struggling like the Bengals have won a couple of games now in succession that would have been problematic to lose you know and they've they've come back and they've won both those games with authority this game they were absolutely rampant the first quarter first half really they just put up a ton of points a ton of uh yards and production and the the Falcons defense basically had no answer for them Cincinnati all of a sudden is sort of saying, hey, yeah, look, the, the start of the season was rough. The offensive line looked really bad. But if we can get that just above that kind of tipping point, this is still an offense that can be insanely explosive and difficult to stop. Picture this, Sam, your kickers lining up for an onside kick. The chances of regaining possession are slim. The stakes are high intentions higher. Your pulse is racing. He kicks and you watch as the ball lands. You can make every play feel this exciting with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, with their unbeatable offers. Right now, new customers can bet for any $5 NFL bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. And to make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Just place a $5 bet on any football game only at DraftKings Sportsbook using the code PFF. Yeah, Sam, you mentioned the Bengals. I, I think it was a statement game because it was reminiscent of last year where Joe Burrow was just not missing throws. And it was the passing attack early and often. And I got to give you credit because you have come up with hmm. the Jamar Chase first time syndrome. I, I wrote it in my notes here somewhere. But it's uh, the first time a team sees Jamar Chase. You're right. It is different. And you saw that on that one play, right? He, he just run, little hitch route, you know, downfield hitch route, stop route, catches it, and just runs away from the defense. Let's call it the chase familiarity factor. And if the chase familiarity factor, easy to say, right? The CFF, <sighs> if it's low, if, you, if you're not familiar with Jamar Chase, he does look like faster than he is on film and unstoppable that was a last year 
dominant passing attack from the Bengals. First time we've seen it really this season. Yeah, I think Darren Hall was the player that was covering him in that play. He made, got made to look absolutely ridiculous. So early in that game, um, he was one-on-one with A.J. Terrell, who, of course, has seen him before back in college in the national title game, right? Um, so A.J. Terrell was actually doing a reasonable job of sticking with him in this game and going stride for stride. And then randomly in the course of just running a pass pattern, he seemed to do something, or pulled up lame and left the game. And then all of a sudden, Atlanta are back down to nobody's seen Jamar Chase again. Like, yeah. as much as Terrell knows what he's dealing with, the rest of these guys only know in theory, and it's a totally different thing in practice. And you're right, that's when Chase started to go off. And before that, it, it had been Tyler Boyd making all the big plays, and he still had some more. But that was when Chase started to make those plays where these guys are just not prepared for the difference between Jamar Chase on tape and Jamar Chase when he's right in front of you making plays. It is crazy. So we had Dak Prescott come back. Dallas moved to five and two. He looked solid, you know, good enough in, in the return. Still a run-heavy attack in Dallas, trusting their defense. And, you know, we have Detroit's offense coming back down to earth with only six points in their last two games. Uh, the other one that stood out, you mentioned the Jets moving to five and two as well. They win 16 to nine against Denver. Russell Wilson ends up, it was a real injury, Sam. He had to miss the game due mm. to a hamstring. Might be out next week as well. But uh, real pain. Brett Rippon just... Uh, could not lead the comeback charge against another tough Jets defensive uh, performance. Yeah, look, I mean, as bad as the Russell Wilson thing has been going in Denver, at least we got a little bit of validation that it isn't just him. <laughs> Brett Rippon had come in and like balled out for 300 yards and a pass rating of 120 and put up three touchdowns. You know, the offense was fixed. There would have been some wild takes going on this week, at least for his sake, that didn't happen. And we can just go back to trying to figure out how to piece the Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett offense together. Um, and the same thing is kind of true for Washington. You know, Taylor Heineke came out. I, okay, they got the win and his numbers are a little bit better. But God, Taylor Heineke didn't have a great game either. And But he made you know, those was, huge throws with the game on the line. Hits Terry McLaurin up the sideline yeah, for a huge he, touchdown. The, the late conversion to seal it. That's like classic Heineke. He absolutely heaved a prayer in the general direction of uh, Terry McLaurin for him to make a play on. Um, I'm just saying that like midway through that game, you're like, I know you said that Sam Howell wasn't ready, but how not ready is he? Because this doesn't look good. Um, so, you know, both teams that had to throw in a backup quarterback this week, I think at least discovered that that's not going to be the answer long term. I want to highlight the Seattle Seahawks, too. We started recording a little bit before that game ended, but it looks like Seattle's going to. Yeah, that it's on so in the background. I. They're going to move to four and three, Sam. And you know, when you watch the Seahawks, we've talked about Geno Smith and, and his great improvements this year. Now you have Kenneth Walker just busted off a 74 yarder and he looks he's got some Alvin Kamara to him, like really slippery, getting you know, breaking tackles. And uh, it's an explosive offense, Sam. And on top of that. The defense is a little better these last few weeks from Seattle. They kind of go through these ebbs and flows under Pete Carroll. So just something else to highlight. Seattle looks like they could be legit. And Baltimore, got to mention them as well, took care of business against the Cleveland Browns and held on to a lead at just least about, one time this yeah. year. Finally didn't didn't complete the collapse at the end of the, the lead giving away portion of their game at late, late on. That was probably an important psychological thing for them. If they'd managed to screw this one up as well, that would have been pretty catastrophic. As always, we'll have the full recap on the PFF NFL podcast first thing Monday morning, 7 a.m. But for now, it's the PFF NFL Daily.